Welcome back, After Buzzers, to the Real Housewives of Dallas After Show. Tonight, we are talking everything midlife crisis and primarily butt sex for your birthday. We have all that and more coming up for you next. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey! <laughs> What's up, party people? Welcome back. I am your host, Erica Edwards, but I couldn't do it without my wonderful, wonderful fellow co-host. Give it up for my girl, Susie G. What's up, guys? The stylist with the most. And um, unfortunately, Jolene isn't here this week, but she'll be back, people. Um, but stay tuned to the end because we still got that news and that Gossip and Twitter, your tweets. All right, so before we jump right into it, because this was overall an interesting episode, it's uh, My Life on the D-List, episode 11. Uh, So, Susie, before we really get into it, what were your thoughts uh, overall about the episode? The episode was a little slow for me. There was kind of a lot going on, a lot of different things, but the whole medieval times kind of kicked off. And it was a little bit like it took a while for them to get into Travis's big birthday bash. Right. Once they got there, I mean, the episode, of course, turned wild. I did like the moment, though, between Stephanie and her mother. I thought that was a really great way to see more of Stephanie's kind of personality and where it comes from. Exactly. But again, I loved the theme, this midlife crisis, because, whoa, did they show up in some looks. Yes, they did. Um, And we will discuss those looks when we get to uh, to the party. And yeah, like for me overall, I, you know, I kind of would give this episode like a three out of five um, because I do feel like a lot of it was sort of, I don't know, minutia. Like I, some of it I might even put on the editors because I was like, okay, you all taped how many hours of their lives and this is what you came up for this episode. I agree. You know, I mean, especially now one thing I did and it was interesting what I guess they chose to focus on because let's talk off. I had to go back and watch this twice because it was so quick. But in the beginning, they opened with Brandy and Leanne having like what seemed to be a friendly luncheon, which I found shocking. I was like, wait, are they cool? She's buying her T-shirts. Oh, I mean, I know she was invited, but like I found that very strange and I was kind of disappointed I wanted to see more of that lunch. I was like, did I miss it? What was going on? What are your thoughts about the Brandy Leanne reunited again, I guess? I thought it was strange, too, because they kind of kicked off the episode with them. And I was like, what are they doing? They're at lunch. But again, it wasn't that juicy for me. It was kind of like, oh, they went to lunch. What's going on? Because they've had this friendship before where we've seen them getting closer and then they go apart again. So I don't even know what instigated that lunch in the first place. Exactly. I wanted either like, how did you all decide to go to lunch together? Or I wanted to really hear if this was really a real lunch. Because to me, I felt like um, in earlier seasons, they got together because Brandy wasn't friends with Stephanie. Bottom line, in my opinion. In Erica's humble opinion, but um, they were, you know, and so that's when she bonded with Leanne. And when she got back to being friends with Stephanie, that blowout didn't seem like, like they've come back, like they're speaking and stuff. But anytime, you know, there's kind of Brandy's not really standing up for Leanne. Brandy doesn't really seem like Leanne's friend, but for this luncheon. So I wanted to get like explain something to me, really. And there wasn't anything really explained. 
Exactly. We just kind of had like this luncheon and I'm like, is there going to be more? Exactly. And they showed a clip of the restaurant. They showed a couple little drinks, a cute t-shirt, a couple's massage, very nice gifts. Brandy, um, shout out for that. But um, exactly. They didn't really reveal very much about either woman. And more importantly, did you all run into each other at this restaurant? Like, how did this even happen? I am so confused. Yeah, I... Again, I'm right there with you, and I'm like, is there going to be more juice with them when they go to Thailand? Is it, I, again, there was, it just kind of left me, when yeah. you say, like, the three out of five, like, that whole scene for me was kind of like, what, what are they trying to do here? Exactly, and of the kind of throw-ins that they showed, that was one I would kind of have been more curious to see a little bit more of, at least a little yes. bit more of the luncheon, if not the text that said, oh, let's do lunch, and the look on the other person's face when they accepted. That would have been that would have been fine with me, but just a little something to explain, how, how are we here? Who else is, why is there no one else at the table? I'm confused by all of this. So, yeah. Maybe some more juicy gossip would have been nice. Or just something. Something. Add something. some layers to it. Exactly. <laughs> Add a little something, something. Um, but... So then we another person I thought was interesting um, is Carrie. And we finally get to see her jewelry collection tonight. And I will say this, you guys, I am taking back some of not all, but some of what I said about her beads on a string. And I will say that I was um, pleasantly surprised by her jewelry. Like now that we really got a chance to see it, I would buy totally buy some bracelets from her. I don't know about those long chains, but I really saw some really cute bracelets, very much like the ones I'm wearing today. So I definitely will look up online and if they're cost you know, reasonably priced, I might check them out. But um, so I was kind of impressed with that. And it was really... Um, interesting i thought um on a side note because i want to hear what you think about her jewelry but the really kind of juicy thing was the whole prenup where you get nothing like did she not have a lawyer was she like trying to get i mean i i I don't want to say anything offensive but like what did you need girl that made you sign that document i don't understand it but what are your thoughts about the prenuptial where you get nothing? Like, that seems crazy to me. That blew me by surprise because obviously Eduardo has this fabulous home that they all went and traveled to. Right. And she does make a reference in the episode that she also came from money, but we don't really know what that is. But I would never it, – it threw me that she would actually sign a document where if they were to get divorced that she wouldn't get anything because this is her second marriage. It's his second marriage. So you would think that she'd be a little bit smarter knowing that, like, yeah, he might leave her when she's 55 for a younger woman. And she wouldn't have anything but this jewelry line to kind of back herself up right now. Exactly. And, I mean, I just found that kind of, like you said, very fascinating because, one, she had been married before. So this isn't her first time at the rodeo. And I will have to go back and check the facts. But I thought that the first husband she married was kind of wealthy. So I was kind of like, okay, so you already know the game. So why would you be like, no, I need, you know, like, I'm just very shocked that she would even sign anything like that. Because at least with a prenuptial, you can lay the terms, like you should get something. So I think it'll be interesting because if she's not going to get anything And, you know, if they were to divorce, then she's got to be trying to cash in while they're together, which is really all you have to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Before before he makes it to the courthouse, make sure he turns over title to some properties. I mean, that's really... Have something in place. Exactly. That's really... You know what I'm saying? Just start taking money out of his pocket and put it in your own bank account. I mean, there are things you can do that... set yourself up. Because I don't know if you can, like, ride the coattails on a jewelry line. And we kind of did put our 
like foot in our mouth a little bit. We both were kind of not sure if we liked her jewelry line because it didn't look that great. And I'm with you on that. I kind of take that back. I liked the bracelets that she was doing. Some of the necklaces, she had one on that had kind of like a diamond pendant kind of hanging. I thought that the line was a lot better than what I had seen before. So I'm hoping for her sake that it takes off and that she can kind of, you know, get some legs behind it. Exactly. And ideally, I mean, so many of the other housewives unfortunately not in the Dallas franchise so far, have taken their businesses to the next level by using this platform. And we certainly hope hope that for all of them because it's like everybody sort of um, Cameron, Brandy, um, you know, like everybody's had Leanne, everybody has had a business and unfortunately it hasn't yet popped yet. But Carrie, you could be the one, Um, you know, show them how it's done. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, see how that works. And before we go on to the next topic, Susie has something great to share with you guys. We just want to let you guys know that we are so thankful for making us the ESPN of Talk TV. Yes. We are here at After Buzz all the time, and the only reason that we are able to do this is through our fans. So if you are on with us right now, make sure that you subscribe, that you comment. We love to hear what you have to say. On iTunes, give us five stars. Our socials are at AfterBuzz TV. We come here for you guys because we love to hear what our super fans have to say. Yes, we do. Thank you guys so much. Give us a thumbs up. And if you're watching right now, you might as well like it, you know, because you're watching now. So just do it. And make comments because we do respond and reply. So please make the comments as well. Uh, So another thing that was interesting, we see Carrie at a photo shoot with her daughter. And what's so interesting, I think, about this episode, the few things I found interesting, were um, how important it is for both Carrie and Cameron to kind of present this um, sense of financial uh, stability and how they're really going hard to kind of impress their daughters and look a certain way in their daughter's eyes so that they can grow up to be self-sufficient women. And uh, Carrie has mentioned that several times and she wants her uh, daughter to see her, you know, not so dependent on Eduardo. And I thought that that actually was, a, you know, like a good, strong moment for her. I think so, too, because her daughter is also a creative, which we've kind of seen and. I think it's great watching her mom do something like this because she wants to go to school. And I think both of them are really, you saw that in Cameron today. Right. She gets a little jealous that her daughter kind of spends more time with court. And so she wanted to take part and like see how, you know, archery works and get involved with it. And I think that that's great because they both are setting an example that they're strong women right. and that, you know, they want to be strong moms for their daughters. Yes, and I love that. And I really thought it was cute, the moment between Cameron and Stephanie. And it really seems like their friendship is really growing. And it's nice to see Stephanie with a close friend that's not Brandy. Not that I don't love their friendship, but I think it's like once they're so tight, it's nice to see Stephanie kind of not as dependent on Brandy and kind of being her own person. Right, I thought so too. And I think it was fun to see that Stephanie was the one that came in to do the photo shoot with Carrie because, again, I think it was kind of – it was nice to see them in that environment. They get along well. And, you know, Stephanie, to me, her character is just – she's one of my favorite housewives across the board. I just think that she's really genuine. Yeah, I love Stephanie's genuine heart. I think she's very kind. I think she's very generous. 
Um, and I like that as the seasons progress, she's getting she's letting us in a little bit deeper into some of her like really troubling things that happened to her in the past. And I know there's been a lot of times where I was like, oh, I just want her to be like stronger. And I do really feel like she's growing and getting some of that strength to kind of stand up to people like Cameron, for example. Right. Um, which was so weird to me because I didn't realize uh, Cameron and Carrie were that tight. So I was like, why is Cameron like telling Carrie, uh, you know, the dish on her feelings for Stephanie? I found that kind of fascinating that that's who she revealed it to. Right. And I think, again, with Stephanie, they keep referring to this like surface friendship. And so, again, Cameron brings it up that there's a surface friendship. So why did I go to the 50th birthday? But I almost feel like this is getting drawn out for me. I'm like, you girls just need to make up. Um, To some extent, I agree. But then I feel like a lot of this is fundamentally like from what I've seen so far, Cameron's personality. So for me, Cameron is just very, very like jealous kind of, I don't want to say high school necessarily, but it's kind of like, okay, you said you couldn't come to this because you were going to your child's thing. So I'm not going to come because I'm going to my child's thing. And I'm like, wait, what? You're, you know, it's like, it's so tit for tat. It just seems kind of juvenile at this point. And Cameron really is the one who's like, oh, I'm a surface friend. I'm a surface friend. I'm a surface friend. This is just the surface. (laughs) And it's like, okay, Cameron, like how long, you know, are you going to do this? Yeah. And I think too, with Stephanie and her mom, we kind of got a even bigger glimpse of why she feels the way that she does from how her mom was like a people pleaser and was always trying to please others and put them in front of herself, which trickle down to Stephanie's personality. So again, I kind of see why she is the way that she is. And so saying that, like, I do agree with you that Cameron probably needs to be the one that needs to kind of mature a little bit in this. Well, yeah, because I don't feel like, I mean, Stephanie invited her. Does she have to kiss your butt? I don't see why. Like, I don't see how hard does she have to beg you to come? Because at the end of the day, I feel like, Cameron doesn't have clean hands either. And part of it is because Cameron was jealous that Stephanie was talking to Carrie, which seems like a weird thing to really be angry about to begin with. So, um, so it's interesting. I think sort of Cameron is just very, to me, she, she seems like she has so much and then she's still constantly envious of everyone else and of what everyone else's relationships are. And, you know, and I guess, I mean, honestly, as I say it, I'm like, well, that's kind of sad, really. And I and I know sometimes right. I've watched it and she's like, oh, I'm jealous of Court and his relationship with Hilton. And, you know, and it's like, OK, you know, she's jealous of so many people. And it's like you right. have like what so many people really want. And it's interesting. And of the husbands, Travis, like I, we've kind of said, has grown on us and he's matured. But I love Court. And so I, I keep thinking that. I'm like, you have got a great husband. And you do. She's got a lot of things that everybody would want. But she likes to throw the jealous card. I think she's just got a little immaturity in her. Yeah. I mean, I think basically it probably indeed probably comes from a place of insecurity, I would assume. But, um, you know, but it's something that hopefully... She'll grow, grow out of. Now, what is interesting, too, I think, is when we talk about, you know, the families and stuff, because we don't really see as much of her in court as I would like. But the times we have seen them, like even when she was doing that little doggy, pink doggy food thing. I mean, he is like supportive, but kind of like Travis, like, let's keep it real. This is silly or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, he was just very like, OK, what? If you want me to invest, you have to really pitch me. And so their whole dynamic is interesting. But what is interesting as well 
well is uh, Hilton, the daughter, because I feel like Hilton is kind of precocious. I mean, she has these little smart remarks, but she's not like um, Brooklyn, where she's like all out, I hate you. But she has her little moments, but she's sort of still respectful and kind of well-mannered with it. So I kind of kind of like her and dig Hilton, really. Yeah, I like Hilton a lot. I think that, again, you know, you're kind of seeing that side of her. I mean, she's going away to, like, summer camp. Right. And she's kind of a little bit of, like, a tomboy girl. Like, she's going away. They're doing archery. So I do respect that because I feel like they're good parents, and she's not a Brooklyn. And yeah. has probably grown out of that phase, hopefully, or doesn't get into it because you do see that. I mean, she's just, like, a normal, typical kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, she doesn't seem very, um, like, outrageously disrespectful, even though every so often she's like, you know, looking at Cameron crazy. But what's interesting, too, too, though, I know, right? Exactly. (laughs) Because I think part of it is not that they dislike each other, but part of it is she is a tomboy. So that's why I think she relates so much to the father, because she's not really into the girly things. And Cameron is so, like, all in pink and all over the top with the femininity. And just the princess is really how Cameron is. And I, you know, so, I mean, I do feel like she needs to find things to relate to Hilton on on her own level. So, I mean, archery turned out to be great. Like, she was she was missing at first, but once she got into her groove, oh, yeah. she totally impressed Hilton, which I thought was super duper cute. Yeah, I liked that, too, because I think she finally saw, like, a sporty side of her mom. <laughs> exactly. And what I also liked, too, which I found really interesting in this episode, was that it was just the mom and the dad and Hilton. Because I think sometimes when you have more than one child, I don't have any kids, so this is just my speculation. Um, like, sometimes I think it's nice that when the children get their own individual time. Right. And so I really thought that was really cute, especially since she's getting ready to go to camp. We're going to go do this together yeah. with her as, like, a little unit and, you know, maybe the brothers with the nanny. I don't know. But it was very cute, and I did like that as well. Um, so let's move on to uh let's talk a little bit more about stephanie actually because you know like you mentioned already you already talked about the uh, moment that she had with her mother and what i also found about her discussion with her mom to be really interesting was what she revealed about the women you know like her mom kind of grew up poor or you know or not as privileged as you know she married up as we all hope and and want to do um so her mother married up and um but the women in that circle dogged her mother and then therefore dogged their sisters and it's interesting because i think it sort of parallels um some of the issues that brandy had with cameron calling her white trash so i think it's interesting to see these people that have maybe started from humble beginnings Mm -hmm. and marry into wealth and then how they are making that adjustment um once they get there and you know and now as adults are still being triggered by these same sort of socialite type people in dallas so what were your thoughts about um you know about the discussion with her mom I mean, I think just spending quite a bit of time in Dallas, there's definitely that social scene. Right. And I think that kind of that scene with her mom was great because I think it was a little bit eye opening for Stephanie. And she's like, you know, I just am like you. I always feel like I'm not good enough. And so that's what made me so sad because I'm like, girl, you're amazing. And so you almost just want Stephanie to feel more confident about herself and more loving of herself because she's a beautiful human, a great friend, a great mom. And so, you know, but you did see a little bit more background there 
Exactly. And I liked her mom a lot. Though. Her mom was, mom was so great. super, super cool yes. and super nice and very supportive. And what I really do like about Stephanie's family is that both uh, Travis and her mom are like, no, don't let Cameron walk all over you. Right. You don't have to like do all of that. You know, if she was really your friend, you wouldn't have to like work that hard. She would be there for you. And the best thing she said is like, I've learned to just get people out that are not good for me anymore. Right. And I think that that is a great piece of advice as you get older. Like if a friend isn't doing you justice anymore, just peacefully say your goodbyes and be at peace with it instead of continuing to try and feel bad that it's not, you know, working out. Exactly. And I really like that Stephanie is kind of taking that stance with Cameron instead of constantly trying to be the one to make it better and to do more. And especially after it came back to her that, oh, she said you're not doing enough. And so then I'm like, okay, don't call her. Don't do nothing. You know, don't leave it where it is if that's what she feels. And to me, I'm like, you're crazy because this is exactly the party that a service friend will go to. Like, dude, there's like um, this country rock stars there. Like, I would just just go for that. So, like, why are you not going? Like, you're hurting yourself. You're not hurting anyone else. I agree because that party looks fun. That looks fabulous. (laughs) And it's so funny because I, I do feel like. I mean, obviously, we weren't there for their wedding, but I do feel like every year for Travis's birthday, Stephanie just, like, goes cray-cray. And when she's like, oh, this is more than my wedding, I'm like, okay, girl, pull back. Pull back. (laughs) Because I'm like, okay. You know, and he gets her some fabulous things for her birthday, but she just goes bananas for his. Yeah, that was the big 50th. It was great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was great. And again, you know, we got to talk about the butt sex. So, like, every time, because I remember when he was like, oh, when they were renewing their vows, he's like, oh, I'm gonna, am I getting butt sex? And I remember I was like, oh, I think he's ghetto. And I did think that. <laughs> and I still think that about the butt sex comment. Although I do love him now. But I was like, oh, my goodness. So, yeah. so I mean, our birthday's worth it. Is, is this a thing? Do, do we have to do this? <laughs> is this something we do on a 50th birthday? That is the question. Wait, is this something we do on anybody's birthday? Like, why would I, why would I have to? Like, I don't know. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to use his, his knight in shining armor day to, yes. or his, you know, it's his day. So I'm going to try to get everything out of it. I can, I guess. I guess. It, it was, it was super cool. So let's uh, talk about his whole celebration. So as you mentioned, earlier uh on their you know she and brandy they kind of do like a double date to medieval yeah. times again i hate to say it but just seemed like random footage to fill it up because i was like okay i was bored yeah <laughs> like I, I feel like the only person who was entertained by this genuinely was stephanie because she yeah. seemed to like think it was hilarious and think it was so funny and so much fun and everybody else was like okay you know we'll do it to make you happy but you know why are we here <laughs> no i would have rather probably taking a nap think exactly time although, my birthday but it was fun I'm although sure. leave us some comments if you're like a true fan because i've actually i don't think i've ever even been in medieval times so i feel like i don't know were there black people in medieval times i don't know but wherever we were i don't think i would even want to be there so i have never gone to it so i cannot really say but it just seemed yeah it didn't really seem like that much fun honestly no small fact i went for homecoming and uh. 
it wasn't that fun from what I recall. I don't think if somebody yanked me to go again, I don't think I'd be as funny so back. interesting. Isn't I it? can't imagine my dad being fact. like, let's go to medieval times. And I don't even know what I was saying. I'd be like, wait, you, you mean with your hands in your pretty homecoming Right. Dress. I'd be like, huh, okay, yeah, I'll be th- eat that big turkey leg. Let's go for it. <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, hopefully you had a good time. And that's the important thing. Yes, yes we did. Okay, you guys. That was a random scene. Exactly. Very random, as several of these scenes actually were. All right, so let's start in a little bit um, about the party and the outfits, which I love the theme, although I feel like maybe Stephanie should have sent emails or whatever to people to give them some idea of, like, what she really meant, what her idea, you know, like, these are some suggestions or here's a link to everything, like, that people do or something. Right. But um, I loved her. I loved the people that tried to do costumes looked amazing. I agree. I only have to say that I am a huge Married with Children fan and right. I loved Peggy Bundy and I don't really feel like she was having a midlife crisis. That was like her look. Right, exactly. Like I, Peggy I totally, Bundy was Peggy Bundy. Exactly. I totally agree and I did not think it was her look at all. But the costume was great. <laughs> the costume was super cute and I think Brandy's um, interpretation yeah. was interesting. I was like, well, you look great and I love the blonde wig. I Then again, you know, like, uh, I don't know about Playboy bunnies, but the ones that I know are young. They still look, fa- you know, they look fabulous their whole lives. And, uh, you know, I don't know how, exactly. I don't know how that much ha- that had to do with a right. midlife crisis, but yeah. she looked great. Okay, so here's my thing. <laughs> People, let me know what you all think. Yes. But um, how is Leanne going to have 85 parties for her wedding and you got to dress a different way for each one and then she comes looking like she's going to catch a bus? I don't understand. Like, what are you wearing? Are you at the bus stop? Like, wait, what? And then I was like, are you going through a crisis? Because you look, like, ridiculous. And then she, like, blamed her own kind of, like, Again, it was almost a little bit arrogant. She's like, well, I'm just so over, like, all the wedding stuff took it all out of me, so I couldn't even think about this. And I'm like, girl, all these people dressed up like crazy people for everything you did, and you can't even, like, put Exactly. Some, you had them looking something? like hookers at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> On, like, a Wednesday. Walking down the street. They did that for you. And my, my thing isn't really even so much that she didn't wear a costume. What were you wearing? I saw what you wore. That was crazy. Why are you wearing a T-shirt that just says, like... A t-shirt and a little skirt, like, uh, like I'm going to... Like a weird slogan on it. Right, like, what? The whole uh, thing was strange. Yeah, so, I mean, I like her, and she's cool, but I, you know, I was like, or if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna go by the theme, like, if it's an all-white party, and you're not gonna wear all white, then wear something cute. Like, wear something that's kind of, like, looks like you going out. I mean, it is his 50th birthday party. Clearly, you know, a lot yeah. went into planning it. So if you weren't going to go with the theme, at least look like you cared. Or Because to me, she definitely looked like, okay, I, I was a little harsh about the bus stop. But she definitely looked like maybe she's passing through. Like, she has someplace else to go. Right. Because I was like, you know, like, this is just, I'm going to go grocery shopping now. That's how she looked to me. And I was like, okay, you're not even trying at all. It was like a very day kind of Look, if yeah. I were going, yeah, to like a Dallas 50th birthday party and I wasn't going to dress up in the theme, like I would turn out. Right. I would, like, I would look at like, like, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, so interesting choice, Leanne. I will say that. Deandra <laughs> loved it, killed it. Because to me, it's like, if your mama's an icon, why not dress up like your mama? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it saves you the cost of buying your own wigs. So I thought she looked amazing. Yes. And 
And definitely, she looked exactly like her mom, except with, you know, with her nipples showing, but or whatever, her titties showing, whatever she had going on with that shirt. But um, she looked very great. So that was my favorite. I think anyone who watched it was like, this is awesome. Yeah. She looked great. She definitely probably didn't need to take out her boobs, but, you know, that's some drinking that's happening there. But I thought the whole thing was fantastic. (laughs) Exactly. The 100K party was amazing. Now, what's interesting, too, and, you know, we'll kind of go through this a little bit, is the whole, we mentioned earlier about her being drunk and how, you know, and how Leanne just kept going in on her being drunk. And then part of me thinks... I felt like she she might have been acting a little bit. I mean, I know she took some drinks and stuff, but she was so over the top, and she yeah. kind of came in already showing her boobs. So, like, when she was falling down before and whatever, I legitimately, in Mexico, I really, you know, yeah, she was drunk. Now, I think she was just kind of, she had a few drinks, but felt like she wanted to let loose, and I feel like she was acting drunk. What do you think? I actually agree, because after she fell down, then they panned to her, like, walking pretty normally. No, we're going to go get more shots. So I do think that there was a little bit of a play, like, upselling it with the costume, with all of that. So I don't think that she was truly the drunk person that she was in Mexico. Exactly. Although I do think Stephanie made a good point about... um, she feels like when Leanne, I'm excuse me, when Deandra gets drunk, she's reaching out to Leanne, and I thought that was yeah. an interesting insight because even when uh, Deandra, you know, was talking about going and not feeling comfortable because you know she didn't want to see Rich or whatever, it just seems like Deandra is very is still very very pressed about this whole Leanne rift, maybe even more so than we're seeing of Leanne really. I thought that was a very interesting comment. And I like picked up on that right on then. And I was like, wow. But it actually makes a lot of sense to it me. It does. I agree. And so it was just kind of, I think it was a great statement. And I do think that that is a way that she's reaching out to her. I totally, I do think it's it's interesting. And then, uh, but what's funny is the point that Carrie made, that Leanne is kind of, putting down Deandra most of the time when she's drunk and kind of dogging her even like to her face. Right. And so it's even though she may be reaching out to her, it's by no means being reciprocated. No, she just kind of like, like you said, makes fun of her, walks away, calls you know. out that she's drunk, that she's too drunk. So again, it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. Exactly. Because I don't know. They have a weird dynamic right now for they me. They certainly do. They certainly do. And so the the episode sort of wraps up with them kind of prepping and packing for Thailand. So nothing like super exciting, really. No. They're just like putting stuff in a bag. And then they're still, again, the one thing I will say that's interesting is they keep referring to this like the JJs and ping pong or whatever. So I wonder if there's going to be a scene like that. I, I don't know. So. <laughs> I'm only hoping so because they have talked it up. And I'm They've like, I got to see this. Lot. Turtles even, and ping pongs. And- yeah. And even Rich was like, well, I'm not going to say anything. So, you know, so we'll see you guys. But we'll talk about in predictions. All right. So that was our show tonight. Uh, so let's move on to our tweets, you guys. Let's see here. All right. So this one is from Mimi Lush. Uh, Stephanie is so right about DeAndra Simmons drinking in order to reach out to Leanne Locken. Hope they can resolve their differences because they go a long way back. Hashtag R-H-O-D. Yes. Um, You can take this one if you would like. So we've got R. Bin. 
The only reason why DeAndre Simmons wanted Carrie Brittingham on this show this season was to team up on Leanne Locken. I'm so sick of DeAndre's nastiness towards Leanne and all of her rude and uncalled for comments about Leanne. DeAndre is the real bully here. interesting at rosland 83 exactly and that's actually and it's funny because i actually don't because i try to sometimes put in tweets that i don't agree with and i don't you know you guys know i don't agree with that but i do think it's an interesting comment about why uh carrie's on the show and then let's move on to the last one here (laughs) <laughs> Stephanie, <laughs> don't worry about Cameron. If she wanted to be your friend, she would. She is not someone to stress over. I'm sure you have a lot of other family and friends that treat you like you deserve. I totally agree. Totally agree. I agree with that one as well. It was just the second one. I was like, oh, I don't agree with. That. I know exactly. Very interesting. Was interesting I like these interesting. Yeah, I like to kind of you know kind of shake it up a little bit every so often. Um, all right, you guys. Well, let's move on to some news and gossip with Susie G. Yes. Well, the big news, guys, is that apparently, if you live in Dallas at this point, you can apply if you are under the age of 50 right now they are yes. casting for the real houses of dallas so i might move there and apply might be exactly. leaving after buzz y'all <laughs> very very much so and if i leave it'd be great because you know they don't have any black people on that show so that would be fun but um, uh, i'm probably gonna stay here I'll and join the cast of beverly hills because i like that show too <laughs> And also, it's really interesting because Cameron on her podcast was saying that they are not able to film at a lot of restaurants because the patrons do not want to be on camera. I and saw that. Don't I read that too. Really enjoy the Real Housewives of Dallas, and so I thought that that was interesting. There are some restaurants that they film in quite frequently, but a few of them have kind of shammed them from being like you know wanting to be in the spotlight. Exactly. And the last kind of cool news it wasn't that cool, but. I didn't know this, but Leanne's wedding planner basically was snubbing Carrie, saying that she drank too much at the reception, and they got into a big feud over it, which I didn't even know. I don't know. I didn't really think that that was a happened. Well, yeah, like it wasn't a big thing. I think part of it was like from, you know, what I read about it as well is that Carrie um, was tweeting about, you know, or was constantly going on about how there was no food at the wedding, which there was not. Right. And then she was like, well, I didn't see the cupcakes. And then he came with this Instagram post that was like, how can you not see 650 cupcakes? And then, and you know, you must have been drunk, I guess, basically. And, you know, so they kind of went back and forth. So it's interesting. It seems like her animosity for Leanne is spilling down to the staff. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> exactly. All right, you guys. So before we get out of here, let's do, uh, we're going to do some quick predictions for you guys. So go ahead. Take it away. My prediction is that Thailand's just going to be a hot mess. Exactly. <laughs> I can say I cannot wait for a great episode. And I think Thailand is going to be it. I agree. And I actually think that uh, Cameron and Stephanie are going to uh, go further apart because you're not going to come on my trip and act a fool. So no. I think it'll be interesting to see how that goes. All right you guys thank you so much for joining us here tonight and we would would love to so come back next week but yes. Susie G where can everybody find you you guys can find me at Susie G Styles alright you guys and again I'm your host Erica Edwards you can follow me on all of my social media excuse me at Erica E-R-I-K-A D as in door Edwards ciao for now folks
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.